0: Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of the Global Heart Failure Academy and is brought to you by MedTelligence. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives.
1: Iron deficiency in heart failure is a common comorbidity. The evidence for IV iron treatment in patients with heart failure continue to grow, and it informs our guideline recommendations. So what impacts the clinical evidence, and what is the value of this evidence for our patients? This is CME on REACH and I'm Dr. Giuseppe Rosano. I'm Dr. Ovidi Keonchel.
2: And I am Dr. Tony bayes
1: So I would like to first discuss the guideline recommendations I just mentioned. I'll tell you about the recent updates to the ESC guidelines and how they relate to treating patients with heart failure and iron deficiency. So we know that the updates to the ESC guidelines, they specifically for what they pertain IV ARNs in patients with heart failure, they gave a class 1a recommendations to alleviate symptoms and improve quality of life. And then there's a second recommendation is a class 2a a, for ferricarboxymaltose or ferricarboxymaltose to reduce the risk of re So the update of the guidelines was also based on the new evidence that came with Ironman. Ironman was a large study with ferric derisomaltose and in patients with heart failure. The slightly different classifications for or definitions of iron deficiency as previous studies has been affected by COVID, but the COVID sensitivity analysis also in this case demonstrated a significant effect on the primary endpoint. So putting together the data from Ironman with that data of evidence has been gained over the years with pericarboxymaltose led to meta-analysis that confirmed the clear effect of IV iron in reducing uh, the com- composite endpoint of heart failure hospitalizations and cardiovascular events. This was mainly driven by the effect on heart failure hospitalizations, but nevertheless, this is very important because heart failure hospitalizations are clearly a very important endpoint in patients with uh, heart failure. This, all the, the evidence that came with uh, from all the trials also Led to a class 1A recommendation because of this very significant effect of uh, IV iron. Again, most of the data driven by, with, uh, by studies with uh, ferricarboxymaltose on uh, quality of life and uh, exercise capacity. And there was a class uh, 2A that was uh, uh, for the reduction. Of hospitalizations, where the data of uh, the previous data with ferric carboxymaltose, the strong data with ferric carboxymaltose, were also put together with the data with ferric risomaltose. And therefore, we have two new recommendations that are very important for clinical practice because they will guide treatment, not just for the prognosis of patients with heart failure, but also for the quality of life and their exercise capacity. So we will be discussing this evidence, and uh, first of all, I would like to have your comments on uh, what you think uh, it was the imp- is the impact of this change in uh, the guideline recommendations.
3: First of all, I would like to say that it's a huge update in terms of clinical practice for how to use in clinical practice IV ferricarboxymaltose for patients with heart failure with reduced ejection fraction, mildly reduced ejection fraction. Beyond of how much ferric carboxymaltose is decreasing heart failure hospitalization or time to first hospitalization, it's very, very important, in my opinion, improving quality of life. Because patients with heart failure have a very poor quality of life. They have low functional capacity. And this is a moment when we set up New threshold for patients with reduced and mildly reduced ejection fraction to improve these clinically relevant endpoints.
2: Yeah, Giuseppe, I think this is an important topic. If we go to the probability of having iron deficiency, we see that in chronic heart failure, it's affecting close to 50% of patients. And in the setting of acute heart failure, it's close to 90% of patients. So we need to give clear recommendations to the guidelines. And the guidelines, with the evidence, up to the time of the guidelines, and then we can discuss the new evidence, was very supportive of IV iron in iron deficiency patients in spite of anemia. So it's changing times, but certainly it's very prevalent and we need to take that into account.
1: So, Ovidio, we've seen considerable data over the years for the use of IV iron, mostly with ferricarboxymaltose in our iron deficient patients with heart failure. Now, let's talk about what we've learned in the heart feed And what were the results and what can we learn from the outcome of the trial? But importantly, what do you think is the real value of the p-value set by the regulators?
3: Thank you so much, Giuseppe. I think that... HeartFit—it's a very important clinical trial. First of all, it's the largest randomized clinical trial to assess mortality and re in patients with heart failure and reduced ejection fraction. As Tony said, respective of anemia, actually. Heartfeed randomized 3,000 patients, 1,500 receiving IV ferricarboxymaltose, the rest being treated with placebo. Very interesting in terms of study design was recurrent IV ferricarboxymaltose administration protocol was based not on ganzly formula but on level of hemoglobin and body weight and this is interesting and easily applicable in clinical practice for all level of clinical settings endpoint was an hierarchically composite including 12 months death 12 months heart failure hospitalization and change from baseline of 6 minutes walking test the results were positive when compared Absolute risk reduction because IV ferric carboxymaltose uh, decreased the number of deaths. IV carboxymaltose decreased the number of heart failure hospitalization and prolonged the time to first heart failure hospitalization. And even more at six months increase about four meter distance at six minutes working test we should see this trial in the large context of totality of evidence, what we have till now, what these clinical trials brings to us. And I think that we have a lot of data. I, I will not be impressed this stage of p-value because the trend for all endpoints, primary endpoints, and also for secondary endpoints, went in the same direction. Also for cardiovascular deaths, also for composite of cardiovascular tests and heart failure hospitalization, all went in the same direction. So I think that it's an important brick wall for uh, evidence of treating iron deficiency with IV carbo- carboxymaltose in patients with heart failure and reduced ejection fraction.
1: No, I agree with you. And also what is important is that the statistical significance is always set on, based on statistical values. And then the regulators may decide to set other standards for their approval, but that is not the scientific value of the P. So from a statistical point of view, it's a pure statistically, that is a positive trial. Maybe it didn't make the regulators requirements but that is a completely different issue so uh, we have to here to dissect and divide in my in my opinion what is science from what is a, uh, what is regulators requirement and from a scientific point of view i think that the trial was very significant
2: yeah i think what you both said is right nevertheless we need to go to the conclusions of the trial, which were neutral, and we need to put these uncertainties in the whole context, and this will probably require additional trials. There is the Fair HF2 ongoing, and I think that the whole corporation of the four trials prior to HeartFit plus Fair HF2 will give us a very nice overview. But to me, despite what you're saying, the result was a little bit disappointing, and I was expecting a very clear, need positive trial. But anyway, as you say, clinically, the results are significant.
1: So, Tony, uh, now I would like to hear your talk, because you you discussed about the totality of the evidence, and we have to look at the totality of the evidence. So, we had a recent meta-analysis with the use of IV iron in patients with heart failure and iron deficiency. Now, how do the data impact the current body of evidence, and what is the value of using IV iron to treat our iron-deficient patients with heart failure.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a good study that has been reported recently and published that evaluated four trials: HeartFit, Affirm, Confirm, with a ferric carboxymaltose and IronMan with a ferric deroxymaltose. The first three trials, investigators could analyze individual patient data for the IronMan. It was a study-level data. What they did is to go to composite endpoint of heart failure hospitalization plus death, and to study this in the meta-analysis. Very interestingly, the results taken in the forest plot are very significant in benefit of IV iron treatment, and these are the very good news. When they use a Bayesian approach, they do see some degree of uncertainty for future trials, and the investigators uh, suggest that this meta-analysis needs to be completed with FairHF2, but uh, the evidence is very positive for IV iron and there is no um, uh, significant differences according to subgroups, no significance uh, between sex, between ischemic or non-ischemic etiology, renal function, near Heart Association class, transferrin saturation. So uh, overall, uh, I would say that the evidence that we have in this meta-analysis is supporting the guideline recommendation 1A.
1: Ovidio, uh, we've heard uh, uh, t- uh, Tony's uh, thoughts on the meta-analysis. Do you have any other comments?
3: Yeah, uh, Giuseppe, I'd like to say about uh, what clinicians should keep in mind about uh, the results of this meta-analysis. And I would like to say that the final message should be the net result is positive. We should improve quality of life, as you said, Functional capacity treating iron deficiency with ferricarboxymaltose or dexomaltose in patients with reduced and mildly reduced ejection fraction without affecting cardiovascular mortality and heart failure hospitalization, but even more with a trend to be positively influenced. This is a strong message from my side for all clinicians to use IV ferricarboxymaltose and IV ferricarboxymaltose dextrose in patients with reduced and mildly reduced ejection fraction. On the other hand, improving quality of life, it's a clinically relevant endpoint, and we are all know very well that patients with severe heart failure sometimes trade off quality of life with years of survival.
1: Tony, any comment from your side?
2: Yeah, yeah Giuseppe. I, I think it's very important to look into the totality of the data, and we have these four trials. And for me it's relevant to say that uh, FAIR HF and Confirm are mainly for patients in the outpatient setting. And then we have affirm and iron man, which are either in the hospital setting or just after a recent hospitalization. So it's good to understand that the guidelines are providing us this evidence type 1A to treat our patients with IV iron not only in the outpatient setting, but also in the in-hospital setting. So it's all across the pathway of our patients where IV iron seems to be very valuable.
1: Yes. And also what is important, I think, is that the data expand from reduced ejection fraction also to mildly reduced ejection fraction. So up until now, we thought to focus mostly with iron deficiency in reduced and the data of the meta-analysis clearly showed that there is an efficacy also in the mid-range, which is important. Well, this has certainly been an enlightening conversation, but before we wrap up, can you share one take-home message with our audience? Uh, let's start with you, video
3: So, we are in a good moment now to discuss about the treatment of iron deficiency. I would like to remember, everyone, that we have quite similar results in terms of correction of iron deficiency, in terms of ferritin of transfer saturation. And at the end of the day, we are treating patients with heart failure and associated comorbidity as Giuseppe presented at the beginning. Iron deficiency, it's treated with iviferic carboxymaltose. Totality of evidences are going in the same direction. I think that it's very encouraging for clinicians to start to identify, to assess, and to treat iron deficiency.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so my take-home message would be that we need to look for iron deficiency, both in the chronic setting and in the hospital, because we will see that more often than we expect. And the evidence and the guidelines recommend us IV iron in this setting. So I think we need to pay more attention to the presence of iron deficiency in spite of normal hemoglobin levels.
1: Oh, thank you. And that's all the time we have to, uh, today. So I want to thank our audience for listening. And I uh, want to thank uh, Dr. Conchal and uh, Dr. Anthony banias Janis for joining me and sharing all the valuable insights. This was, uh, it was great speaking to you today. And uh, thank you very much.
3: Thank you.
2: Thank you very much.
1: For those just turning in, you're listening to CME on RichMD. I'm Dr. Giuseppe Ruzano, and here with me today are Drs. Ovidio and Antonio Bias Genis. We're discussing recent uh, ESC guidelines updates and the totality of evidence for the use of IV iron in our patients with uh, heart failure.
4: Hello, I am uh, Dr. Marco Metra. I'm a professor at the University of Brescia, Italy. It's a pleasure for me to be here. I thank you for your kind invitation to this outstanding initiative that will help for the implementation of an effective treatment for the patients with heart failure.
0: Can you tell us about the recent updates to the ESC guidelines and how they relate to treating patients with heart failure and iron deficiency?
4: We updated the guidelines based on the results of new trials published since 2021 to March 2023 and we had a new trial Ironman with ferric derisomaltose which gave results that were consistent with the previous trials with ferric carboxymaltose and therefore the results that of the trials with ferric carboxymaltose were further supported uh, by uh, this new trial. And we had essentially two new recommendations regarding iron therapy for patients with iron deficiency FMREF and FREF. The first one is a recommendation to correct iron deficiency to improve symptoms and quality of life. This has become a class one with a level of evidence A. So it's something that must be done because we have all these trials showing a consistent improvement in symptoms and quality of life. And we know that for many patients with heart failure, quality of life is more important than quantity of life. The second recommendation is to administer IV iron, ferric carboxymaltose or ferric derisomaltose, to reduce heart failure hospitalizations. This is a class 2A level of evidence, A recommendation, so means that it should be administered to reduce R-failure hospitalizations to patients with iron deficiency. And again, this comes from the trials showing an impact of treatment on R-failure hospitalizations. A firm HF with carboxymaltose was in patients recently hospitalized for R-failure Ironman was in patients also ambulatory patients uh, the results were consistent we had four meta-analyses showing a very consistent reduction in uh, recurrent heart failure hospitalization our failure events and cardiovascular mortality so we have this recommendation
0: what were the results of heart fid and what can we learn from the outcomes of this trial these trials
4: were highly consistent, uh, and now all the results are very consistent for our failure hospitalizations. The ongoing FairHF trial will give us also data with respect of mortality, but I think that now the results are very consistent from this point of view. We have at this Congress, the presentation of ART-FID, that's a trial done in United States with iron therapy, And this is an interesting example of how statistics and the pre-specified outcome can lead to different interpretation of, of what are the results in the end meaning that also in this trial uh, there was a reduction in our failure hospitalizations with iron replacement therapy, except that it did not reach the P-0.01 pre-specified significance according to the regulators. But again, the results are consistent, and above all, the uh, Ponikowski meta-analysis putting together All uh, these trials including uh, art FID confirms uh, the reduction uh, of heart failure hospitalizations with iron therapy, so we have a consistency of all the trials.
0: How do the data from the current meta-analysis of the use of iron in iron deficient patients with heart failure impact the current body of evidence? And what is the value of using IV iron to treat iron deficient patients with heart failure?
4: I think that uh, luckily enough, uh, the data are reassuring and they further confirm and make more consistent the results that were obtained in the previous trials. So they are on the same, there is no heterogeneity shown and the results are consistent. So again, we have a treatment that reduces heart failure hospitalizations in patients with iron deficiency and heart failure. The only thing I would like to, to see in the future is an extension also to the patients with preserved ejection fracture because there is uh, no reason to think that such a treatment is not effective in these patients. We are actually often uh, older, more frail, um, more likely to be females, so it's, uh, they should respond to treatment as well. So thank you for uh, uh, the invitation again. Congratulations for the program that uh, will help hopefully uh, to implement an effective treatment of the patients uh, for the patients with heart
0: failure. You have been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is provided by MedTelligence. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com. Slash heart failure. Thank you for listening.